Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. We'll be here for the next hour and 25 minutes. I'm Tim Wildman, as the announcer just told you, and joining me in studio is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson, good morning. Good, good morning. In recovery. In recovery. <laughs> Front, what is your, what has been ailing you? You know, you've heard of, uh, you're the boss, you've heard of Danger Pay? Danger pay, like in the service or something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we might want to consider pain and suffering pay. I know, where, you, like hazards, I, I, I know, I know hazards, where you're going you with know. this. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead, though, Fred. We haven't talked about this part of the show. Because I, of my obligation as a news director here, uh, I felt obligated to listen to the whole Biden speech last night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was kind of hoping it would run 30 minutes. Uh, but, but you were wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like the preacher. I only have, I have three points today. <laughs> and in conclusion. And in conclusion. <laughs> so you want hazardous um, duty pay, pain and suffering pay. The uh, president of the United States, Joe Biden, had the uh, State of the Union address last night. And uh, that's the annual speech that the uh, president gives to the country, right? Yes. Usually sir. in January. Yes. Now, why did they delay it? I don't know. I don't know why they d- delayed it. Um, th- there was speculation on maybe yes. why he, he, he had delayed it. Pandemic but. concerns, et cetera, et cetera. But as we pointed out yesterday, because it was announced, the virus, uh, so inte- they negotiated with the virus. Virus? They negotiated with the virus. Yes. COVID, yeah. The COVID virus, that yeah. it would not show up oh, okay. last night. So yeah. you didn't have to wear a mask. Okay. Yeah. Are they? Well, good. I'm glad some. Although some, visitors to the Capitol building yes. still have to mask up. Yes. If people go to look around. Why? Peacefully, of course. Well, because the virus is that. Oh, I see what you're saying. The virus only affects visitors to the Capitol building, yes. not. Yes. Not members of Congress. Okay. Yes. Or the political elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, so anyway, uh, uh, that's what you say when you want to move on <laughs> yes. to, to other more pleasant topics. Ooh, yeah. uh, but we are going to have to discuss uh, President Biden's speech last night, and we're going to momentarily. But before we do, if you want to watch this program on the Internet, and as Ed says, I say, who wouldn't want to? Right. Right? That's right. Watch uh, three old white guys do radio here in the studio. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know what white has to do with anything, but that just came out of my mouth. So if you want to watch the show uh, and uh, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the show there, Today's Issues. We also uh, post the stories that we are going to be discussing on our Facebook page. So Today's Issues is where you need to – is the uh, are the words you need to uh, – type in so uh, we got a lot to talk about obviously with what's going on in the world with ukraine and russia and the president talked about that last night um uh, he 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 got confused though about what what country he was talking about didn't he yeah um let, let's deal with uh some of the problems from the speech last night his, first his delivery okay um 
and then we'll get into some of the critical points. Yeah. All right. He he had problems last night delivering. He was there for what an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, here's just a sampling of his difficulty getting the message out. Cut number three. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble. And a pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, pound for pound. It's time to see the, the what used to be called the Rust Belt become the, 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 the home of a significant resurgence of manufacturing. Increasing the productive capacity of our economy. Of our economy. I call it building a better America. <laughs> There's simply nothing beyond our, our capacity. Thank you. Go get him. Go get who? That was the point of discussion uh, on Fox. Well, go get him. This was right at the end of the speech. Go get him. Well, listen, I, I, some of that's unfair. I, I, on occasion, will send my wife to the deli and tell them, get a pound of Ukrainian people. <laughs> because, you know, a little spicy mustard on that. <laughs> this is already devolving here. We have not even four and a half minutes into the show. Did you he know, say a it's, pound it, of you know, it's Ukrainian sad. People? It, it's, I was, I'm listening to that. I didn't watch the speech. I listened to the little, some of the highlights. I was or, all over. Or, or low lights. <laughs> I, I just, there's, there's a, you know, of course I disagree with Joe Biden politically, almost a hundred percent, probably maybe there'd be 1% we could agree on. I don't right. know, but still I was embarrassed for the fella. Yeah. Uh, just listening to the bits and pieces and that collage you played last night. Now you, you, you have an hour and a hour and 10 minutes of me talking. You're going to have a lot worse than that right there. <laughs> <laughs> Live to an audience. Now he, but he's reading from a speech, keep in mind from yeah, a teleprompter. teleprompter. He has a written copy in front of him. And he has the teleprompter. I don't know what genius in the White House said. You know what? I think our boss needs to go 110. I mean, uh, an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. What do you yeah. say, everybody? Who's with me on that one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh? Go get them. They, they needed to have that about 30 minutes max. Yeah. And uh, that's all people. Most people, unless you're junkies, are going to watch anyway. Uh, but you, you really run the risk of faux pas and speech. Um, problems slurring because he does that a lot uh that those things become more prominent obviously the the more time you spend uh, speaking even from a prepared uh script well and the, I, I i saw also that kamala harris the vice president and sometimes president of the united states according, according to, to joe, joe biden. biden but when he made that mistake and said and like you said, it, it is easy to, to slip up every once in a while. But when it, he was intending to say the Ukrainians, the he heart, said... The heart of the Ukrainians. He, he said, said the, the Iranians. Uh, Iranians. <laughs> no, he said... Yeah. And then Kamala Harris, in the background, you could see her mouthing the word Ukrainians. <laughs> this is, that, that was not like a, a Saturday Night Live skit. They, all Saturday Night Live needs to do this weekend is just play that. And they don't need actors. And then say live from New York. It's live from New Saturday York. Saturday night. Night. He, what he did was he confused um, the uh, he, the word Iranians with uh, with Ukrainians. Ukrainians in on the world 
stage of the world is watching this speech. I just, that's, 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 I was, when I was listening to that, my hands was going over my eyes because it was so cringeworthy. Well, now, now all joking aside, and we have folks in, in case you're out there fuming, we have said on a number of occasions, so we'll say now, we are not making fun of dementia or right. when you start losing control of your thoughts. We're not making fun of that. We are make, I will say I am making fun of the Democrats who picked this guy, but the more real world problems are that you have some bad actors on the world stage that are also watching. Yes. And they are also paying attention to the fact that it's very difficult for Joe Biden to keep his thoughts together. Although overall, in the in the speech, from what I've watched, he uh, this morning, uh, he he didn't do bad badly, but China's watching, North Korea is watching, the real Iranians Iranians are watching, Putin's watching, all these people who don't like us are watching, and they are drawing conclusions about the strength of American leadership from things like this speech. They see a man who needs to really be at home in Delaware walking his dog in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Two or three times a day. Not in charge of the most powerful nation in the world. Right. Yeah. And Kamala Harris, she doesn't give you any no confidence either. And um, Nancy Pelosi. Last... She's like Nancy Pelosi's like a dancing seal back there. <laughs> that was bizarre. Well Some she, the... she's trying she's... to figure out what she's doing with her mouth. She she kept twisting the whole time like really like there was you know, there's stuff now on Facebook. I won't go into it, but I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, she's smacking well, her lips. and There was one time Ed showed me a few minutes ago where she is, uh, where she, I said she was like a happy seal, a dancing seal. She's, she's going to, she wanted to clap at everything he said. And the president said it without even knowing what he said. It, she, it sounded like to me. She was rubbing her knuckles together. What was that about? That, I, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen was. that before? I've never seen that before. Uh, she stood up to, instead of clapping, she rubbed her hands together. You know what I think that was? I think that was a, uh, I don't know whether I should clap or not. So I'm stuck between applauding and what am I really applauding? So I go with the knuckle rub. She and, had stood up. It was strange. With the intention of clapping. And then, then right. I think she realized, no, now is not the time to clap. Because he was right. talking about was. Uh, soldiers who right. have breathed in poisonous fumes. Yeah, and so, I don't know. Well, listen, look. there was there was one commentator on uh, usually on a lot of these stories, these news stories like this. I jump right to the comments. Yes, uh, <laughs> because I want to be amused. Yeah, and this this commentator, this was on the Fox News story about what we're talking about right now. The State of the Union, Nancy Pelosi's bizarre reactions uh to some of it this, this and this person said who could not notice her absolute weirdness on display last night during the state of the union speech she was acting like a seventh grade cheerleader for a team that hadn't scored once all season that <laughs> <laughs> was a perfect description yes it was she was so ready to applaud anything he said uh, uh even though there's quite frankly with the Biden administration so far, there's little or anything to applaud. Right. Uh, so there were, you know, and, and we need to talk about, there were some very uh, critical points 
that he made last night that he is being chastised over? I, I mean, there were things that he said that even the Associated Press said, this is not factually okay, correct. And we're not talking about style here no. or, his, or his misspeaking. We're talking about the substance of what he was saying. Exactly. And there were a number of things. Uh, he said, the, for instance, he said the, the, the gun manufacturers are the only industry in America that cannot be sued. Well, that's wrong. The parents of the Sandy Hook kids right. of that shooting back several years ago just settled uh, with one of the major gun for millions of dollars. So he was just factually are, wrong. Are you saying the Associated Press yes. called him to account on that? Yes. That's shocking. Well, it's just so blatant. It's just so blatantly right. you, wrong. You have right. to point it out. They right. said it to it's the world. It's black and also, white. Also, uh, that's incorrect because the uh, pharmaceutical companies with the COVID shots, they can't be sued either. Yes. Well, and you can sue gun manufacturers right. for selling you a defective gun, which you should not be right. able to do is to yeah. sell so, them, is to sue them for how people misuse the guns. But that was in the script. Right. This wasn't Somebody a wrote this for him. It was yes. vetted and approved and read and reread. He knew what he was saying. Yes. And it's factually wrong. What else you got? Well, and also there, there are a couple of agencies that fact-checked him. He said at one point that uh, – Buying American products is a priority. And he talked about uh, made in America. But here's the problem. And he talked about keeping prices down. He told he told industry people, don't cut wages, just cut your costs. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> if if you uh, made in America is is a good idea. But if you think people aren't going to have to pay more. Because people earn $25 an hour here versus the things we're buying from Mexico right now or for China. Now, I, I, I love the concept of made in America, but don't tell the American people everything will just be fine if we do this. Because if, you're gonna, if, we, if we do what? If we made in America and you're paying somebody $25 an hour here versus somebody getting $6. I got you. So, somebody's, so and what he said to the manufacturer, well, you just let people have wages of $25 an hour and you just cut your costs. Okay, what costs is the manufacturer going to cut? Well, what he's saying, it sounds like to me what it's the old liberal uh, greedy businessman. Yes. Uh, uh, you're making enough money. You're making enough money. And so he tries to play to the uh, average guy out there in America saying, hey, don't blame me for the prices going up on everything or inflation. You need to blame your bosses because. Yes. And and the corporations because they're gouging, yeah, yeah and greedy. And so, so what? Co what cost are you going to cut? He's going to cut uh, the medical uh, insurance that he pays. Employees? He doesn't know. No, he, he was just trying to pander to right. people and, and take the blame off himself and his policies and put it on American corporations. Well, and and here's here's something for the Biden administration to consider. Yes, let's buy American. Uh, as in, how about American produced uh, oil and gas? Yeah. How about let's produce a lot more oil and gas right here in America yes. and not buy it from OPEC? Yes. And that, or, or Russia. Or Russia. And that was pointed out last night because at one point in the speech, he says, I've negotiated with the NATO uh, countries and we're going to put 60 million uh, barrels of oil out there. We're releasing and 30 million from our strategic reserves. Well, somebody pointed out within minutes that the American machine economy uses up 20 million barrels a day. So that'll give you uh, about two and a half, maybe three days. Well, that's it. Yeah, what he's counting on there is Americans, uh, they're, they're 
their minds start swimming when you start talking millions of something. And we, exactly. don't, we don't know. We don't know what in the world. He's, you know, we. It sounds like a lot, right? But as Fred just said, put it in perspective. It's a couple of days. And furthermore, as Ed has pointed out, this is a misuse of a reserve. Yes, a rainy day reserve is not for trying to uh, pander to people uh, like Biden's doing, or or even even to use for bringing the prices down, if that's right. purported uh, purportedly what it's for. In my mind, a, a national reserve is for a an emergency, a national yes. emergency. In other words, a pipeline is cut off from us, or we 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 don't have access to what we normally have. And, and and the country's uh, in peril because yes. of it. Don't you think right. that's what that's, it is? It's called a strategic reserve for a reason. And it is just like you said. It's for a natural disaster that could take yeah. take something take something out. In other words, we, we can't get what we normally need. Or an in- international incident. Yes. Uh, like when the Suez Canal was uh, blocked off for two yes. weeks or whenever it was. Uh-huh. Right. Those kinds so of, that's what the that's what that strategic reserve is for, and, and he's opening it up because the prices are going up on him. Well, he, uh, and there's on, a political he created he created the need by going after our fossil fuel industry. Right. Oh yeah, this is a big problem. <laughs> this is going to be a huge problem for the Democrats in the next few months. They're going to get if things stay the same, and I guess you know the world changes. So so maybe there's some positive things on the horizon for. Biden and the Democrats, although I can't see it from my front porch. Right. Uh, I don't have a front porch. I have a back back porch. From my back porch. Yeah. Um, all I can see is them getting wiped out in November, losing the House by 30, 40 votes. I don't know how the Senate will go. That's uh, a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit harder to predict. But even even if Biden and the Democrats only lose the House, even uh, that's going to be disastrous for the Biden administration. Not that they can get any worse, <laughs> hardly. Right. Uh, but it, it's 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 looking bleak for them right now. And he's not. He, he I guess he's trying to with this speech and some of their talking points is to deflect blame. Mm-hmm. And so you don't talk about how he's at war with the oil and. Did he did he bring up climate change or global warming last night? Was well, that- in the context of he said, "Look what we're doing." Uh, he says promoting the one trillion dollar infrastructure law. Uh, we're done talking about infrastructure weeks. We're now talking about infrastructure decade. We'll build a national network of five hundred thousand electric vehicle charging stations. Well, that's not going to happen. And the other thing, just again, stop and think. He's talking about charging stations, electric cars, where you go and you plug in and you recharge. Where does the energy come from when you're recharging your car? Right. The sun. <laughs> where did the, the, moon, win, the, the moon, windmill? The wind, it comes from where, whatever power company provides power for that city. Okay. Where does the power company right. get their energy? So you, what you're saying fuel. is all the electric cars that he's talking about here. It's, would have to be powered by 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 uh, fossil fuels. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Ultimately, even if they're electric. Yes, and 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 the idea that somehow you're going to save when you plug in to get recharged, you are charged for that. You, you just don't go to right. these recharges. Right. Yeah. How much does that cost? And not to mention, it, it <clears throat> takes forty minutes to recharge. You got to sit there. Well, listen. I would I would be okay 
with I, I think there's great progress has been made with electric cars over the last decade. I'm I'm okay with that. I am certainly okay with developing new technologies. Isn't that what Tesla is? And that's how he Tesla Tesla, yeah. excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I'm good I'm good with all of that. Tesla. But what you need to do is you don't you don't try to, as President Obama said and Joe Biden has said, you don't go to war with the coal industry. You don't try to destroy them. You don't try to destroy fossil fuels. You don't say, well, uh, Americans can and should pay more because we're trying to transition to renewable uh, energy. Uh, you don't. You don't choose one or the other. You do both. And yes, you continue with the uh, deep reserves that this country has for all sorts of non-renewable fossil fuels, while you make important strides in other areas technologically. But the Biden administration and the radical left, they hate fossil fuels. They hate internal combustion engines. And we're not going anywhere without an internal combustion engine for decades. Well, I I keep saying, Hmm. show me the 747 that's going to operate on solar panels. Right. I'm just seeing a 747 (laughs) at Atlanta Hartsfield pulling up to a to an electric charger. <laughs> I gotta see this one, huh? Well, uh, that, that, yeah, that technology huh? is not that technology is not available yet. Work on it. That's fine, but you don't you don't declare war on fossil fuels Please. in this country because of your belief in man made global. Ladies and war. gentlemen, we are uh, currently on a dissension. <laughs> we have uh, evidently run out of battery juice, <laughs> right. and we're going to try to get a. Uh, if you, if you could please plug your phones up <laughs> yeah. to the chargers but by right. your seat. Yes. We will make a withdrawal. We're we're on the descent without our consent. Uh, we're going to have to land in Amarillo, evidently. <laughs> and Nobody and, took into account it's a cloudy day and the solar panels aren't working. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, and the whole thing, in my mind, is built on a false narrative or a lie, and that is that we are experiencing man-made global yeah, warming that's going to destroy the planet. I know. Man-made. Right. If there's global warming going on, and there you can read different various reports, it's it's not caused by by man, right? Uh, especially America, just Americans, right? Huh? Right. Or maybe Europeans. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim with Ed and Fred. Um, and we're talking about uh, President Biden's speech last night to the to the to the country and to the world, and what he was saying. And I, I don't think that's going to move the needle for him uh, at all in terms of improving his standing with the public. He's well underwater uh, in terms of his numbers. What is he like? Somewhere between thirty-five and forty percent approval. Yes, somewhere. Yeah, yeah right thirty-sevens. Yeah. What I read recently. And, and you know, Americans woke up this morning to the headline that. Uh, all, Price of a barrel of oil went up to one hundred and ten dollars overnight. What, what does that mean? Where is where is where is gasoline at the pump going to go now? I mean, I know it's going up, but I mean, I, I guess I paid what did I pay the other day three thirty nine or something like that. That's a good day. What, what is it? Is it? But but that's that's here in Tupelo. I, it's it's it, beyond that now. It is it? Can, oh yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I put diesel in mine. Uh, what is that? How much is that? Three sixty nine what i paid okay a diesel usually runs a little higher than gas all right well I, but it's awesome you start going up over four dollars a gallon 
that's going that's going to be pain. Mm-hmm. That's going to drive that's going to drive prices up even oh. more. Yeah, because the, uh, the the truckers are going to have to pay yeah. more, which means the corporations are going to have to pay more of the businesses. Yep, and they're going to pass that cost on to the consumer. Mm-hmm. No, they should just cut it. Just just cut. <laughs> Just cut their costs. That's how your that's how your world works, does it, Joe? Yeah. Oh my word. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep. This is not a drill. Wait a minute. No way. There's a way. The Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. You know, most tours of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., don't include the spiritual heritage of our country the Christian history of our nation, the people, the places, the events that God used to birth America. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. My friend, historian Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, goes with us on these tours, and he talks all along the way. He tells you about the people, the places, the events, and he does so from a Christian perspective. So, You're invited to join us on one of these spiritual heritage tours in June and September. We also go to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown on a separate tour if you want to do that as well. So for all the information, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Again, simply the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. The State of Our Union is a dumpster fire. That's the findings of a Washington Post-ABC News poll. The nation is deeply pessimistic, and with good reason. Facing a full-scale invasion of our southern border, the government used the China virus to crack down on civil liberties, and we are facing a record-breaking crime wave thanks to the defund the police movement. Not to mention we are on the verge of possible nuclear war with Russia. It's hard to say what's more depressing, that bacon costs nearly $10 a pound, or you could be vaporized by an ICBM. So it should not be that much of a surprise that President Biden's approval rating is at an all-time low. Only 37% of the country says the president's doing a good job. 55% disapprove. 75% say the economy is in terrible shape. Most say it's gotten worse under Biden's stewardship. President Biden promised to unite the nation, and ironically, he delivered on that promise. Most of the nation thinks we need a new president. I'm Todd Stearns. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Well, there's a lot of bad news out there in the world. But let me tell you, friends, there's some good news. Ed and Fred here with me. Tim, you know what the good news is? I'd like to hear it. 76 degrees, <laughs> 77 degrees, Coming 78 up. degrees, Friday, I have my tea time. <laughs> so we can't, we, we won't expect you to be hanging around the Dude, office at two not, o'clock. Not Friday afternoon. I won't, you know, I'm not going to be fan. I won't be answering my phone either. <laughs> Let me well, tell you something. You. You, in all, you, in all seriousness, uh, springtime is on the way. Yes. yes. It's right around the corner yes. for... Uh, I was mentioning our weather here in Tupelo, but I mean, it's it's about to warm up and uh, amen. Uh, flowers are going to bloom and the grass is going to green. It's going to grow. Going to grow. I, uh, yeah. I told my wife, I said we got to get our uh, we get our mower, our riding mower, serviced every year, and uh, that's that's why it's 16 years old and runs like a top because we uh. get it serviced. So I told. I said, it's right around the corner, spring. Have you better. got it serviced or you need to? No, I got to have them come pick it up and, and service yeah. it. Uh, a, little, a little tip there on a man who never uses his mower. Yeah. From a man who never uses because my wife loves to mow. Right. She loves to do the yard work, and who am I to deprive her <laughs> yes, of that joy? That. Yes. But uh, she, uh, you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to get that thing serviced after the mowing season's over so, so it doesn't sit in your garage all winter with that oil and all that and, oh. the, and the gas from last summer. Okay. Well, that's just. I've been, hey, I guess I've been doing it wrong for sixteen years. I saw. I read that in hints from Heloise. Well, that's that's that does make sense. Yeah, but now it would have still have oil and gas in it as it sits, and that's I, I, that's why you have to buy an electric. No, motor. that's why you you take it in and they service it and they clean all that out and then it sits in the garage in the winter. Okay. Ready to go. I'm just taking. You know, I know taking. I'm just taking listen. advice from a, a, a mowing expert. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to pass along a little helpful hint. I'll ask them. It's a John Deere, and and what they say, nothing runs like a deer. That is the truth. This thing's been great. All right, you're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim here with uh, Fred and Ed. Okay, before we go to Abe, uh, I did. I did want to play this clip from Vice President. This is. I almost feel bad about this. I almost. I, listen, I almost want to use the word gratuitous here. <laughs> but uh, we're going to play. This is piling on a little bit, but it is. Set, we, I'm good with it. We, but it's still, it's 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 from Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, is it yesterday? Yesterday, I think, I think it's a, d- a couple of days ago. Okay, what, she's being asked about the situation. Uh, she's she's being interviewed about President Biden's selection okay. for okay. nominee for the Supreme Court. Okay, and the reporter throws her, I guess, a little bit of a curveball, okay. asking. Okay, well, let's hear this exchange. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists 
next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Was this a second grade class she was talking to? No, this I, is an interview, radio interview. I, I th- that's the response you would give to kindergartners. You know, big country, little country. I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm going to be we fair. Are, are we piling on We're here? piling a little bit, but I'm going to be fair. I'm going to try to be fair. You be fair, liberal. And say, yes, she was asked to break it down uh, on a basic level, but that is on an, an absurd level. <laughs> I mean, all she needed to do was to start up. I said, well, right. there's this planet that we all live on. Because it does sound like she's talking to it's children. It's a big round world. I think everybody listening to that radio show knows Ukraine's a country, knows Russia's a country in Europe. He, the questioner, was asking for political political right. ramifications. And please tell tell us something about the history of Ukraine and Russia. That's what he was asking for. And I think she was unprepared oh for it because I don't. Th- well, her own staff has said she doesn't read her briefings. She just does not seem to be interested in the the details. And that was a criticism of President Trump as well. So I am trying to be fair. Uh, I'll be the liberal on the panel right now. But (laughs) I have zero confidence that if her leadership skills. Right. If she had to take over for Joe Biden, we'd be in big trouble. Bigger, bigger trouble. Bigger trouble. Yeah. All right. We we also, besides spring on the near horizon, we also have some other good news uh, on a more serious note, and Abraham Hamilton III is going to talk about that with us. He is the general counsel and public policy analyst for us here at AFA, and he's heard weekday afternoons on the Hamilton Corner from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time. Any of you listen to Abe each afternoon. Good morning, Abe. Good morning. How you guys doing? All right. Are we piling on, Abe? <laughs> well... I didn't hear everything you said before that, yeah. but I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is her response to a question asking for uh, political and policy ramifications for the invasion of Ukraine, and she starts with the, you know, the second grade geography breakdown, <laughs> it, sound, it sounded to me as if she was kind of thinking through it as she was trying to respond, <laughs> like reminding herself, okay, Ukraine is a little country, Russia's big country, big. bad. <laughs> Invade little country. Um, <laughs> now you're piling uh, on. Yeah, now you're piling <laughs> on. I knew it wouldn't take Abe long. Am I? Yeah, you can. Abe, if you listen am to the I, Hamilton am, Corner, Abe can pile on. From time all to you time. needed to say after that, Abe, was <laughs> the number seven. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, one. Are y'all going, are y'all going all Count Dracula on us here? No, count, that's, that's Sesame Street. Count number? What's it, what, yeah, count, yeah, the count. count uh, the count. The count. <laughs> That's, oh, I'm word. sorry. That that is embarrassing. Um, it, it's just bad, and and I feel bad that we had to listen to it. Just I now. know. I, I said a lot of this stuff that we hear from Harris and Biden is just absolutely cringeworthy, mm. um, huh? And yeah. it's it's almost daily. All right. On a more uh, serious, well, that is serious. But on a good news, Fred set this up for Abe here. Buddy. Yeah, just a few days. He was Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, uh, and uh, at ruled on an emergency stay of a preliminary injunction issued by the United States District Court for the Northern District of Texas, stopping the Department of Defense 
from punishing military service members who have religious objections to the vaccine mandate. The Navy asked the Fifth Circuit to stay the injunction, but a three-judge panel rejected that petition. And uh, a quote here from Mike Berry of the Director of Military Affairs for First Liberty Institute. Events around the world remind us daily that there are those who seek to harm America. Our military should be welcoming service members, not forcing them out because of their religious beliefs. The purge of religious service members is not just devastating to morale, but it harms America's national security. It's time for our military to honor its constitutional obligations and grant religious accommodations for service members with sincere religious objections to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Good ruling. A great ruling. And Mike Berry's uh, one of our friends at First Liberty. I actually texted a few of them this morning congratulating them on this big win. Uh, this is a huge win. But that, that's not a hyperbolic statement. Uh, our listeners need to know that the, the, the petitioners, the plaintiffs in the original lawsuit, include 35 naval service members uh, that include Navy SEALs. Uh, it, it includes, uh, I had the list here, special warfare, special warfare combatant craft crewmen, a U.S. Navy explosive ordnance disposal technician, and U.S. Navy divers. So th- these are not just run-of-the-mill service members, and they just happen, all 35 of them, to be Christians. Mm. They're all Christians, and they are in an extreme minority of Navy service members who uh, objected to the injections on religious liberty grounds. And the Navy even boasted before this that they hadn't granted an exemption in seven years. And so this led the lawsuit originated in a district court in Texas, Judge Reed O'Connor, to say uh, the you guys are treating the First Amendment as if it is it's toilet paper. You know, there's no covid exception to the First Amendment. So Judge O'Connor imposed a stay on the Department of Defense's uh, injection mandate. And so the government, the Biden administration, appealed it to the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit agreed with Judge Reed O'Connor and said, listen, the First Amendment is still the First Amendment. You cannot treat these service members' religious liberty concerns as if they are irrelevant. And so the Fifth Circuit upheld the injunction that was imposed initially by Judge Reed O'Connor in the Texas District Court. Is this a premature celebration, A, because the United States Supreme Court, do you think this goes to the Supreme Court? And could they reverse this? I I think it could, but in light of the most recent decisions, and of course, you know, the Supreme Court, you can never say what they will do. But in my estimation, I, I think the Supreme Court may in this instance deny certiorari and um, may cause the Fifth Circuit opinion to stay in, in place because the court has already weighed in on the injection mandates for private employers. All right. They've already weighed in on the the. The, the injection mandates for um, Medicare and healthcare workers. And that those cases are actually still being appealed. And a new set of litigation is making its way up towards the Supreme Court in that instance. And I think you, I would expect the Supreme Court's reasoning to align more closely with the private employer mandate than the Medicare worker decision mandate that meant decisions under the mandate that they rendered earlier because their reasoning simply put was that, well, this is the medical industry. So, it's closer to medicine and something about medicine and, you know, let it go, let it stand there. But but the fulcrum of that decision was an, an assumption that's based on false information that we know now to be false, that the injections reduce the a, the a, the likelihood of in re, becoming uh, infected with COVID and transmitting it. That was the basis of that Medicare worker decision, 
Well, we know that is now false. So because that is factually false and we know that to be the case, I don't see any footing for these mandates to continue. So I think the Supreme Court will ultimately uphold this in one way or another, either by denying certiorari to hear this case, allowing the Fifth Circuit decision to stay in place. Or if they do grant certiorari, I think they will rule in favor of the 35 service members. Uh, Abe, on another front on this battle, a dozen U.S. Air Force officers have filed lawsuit against the federal government. <clears throat> They're mostly from uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base near Dayton, Ohio. Mm. Uh, and again, it's the, the vaccine mandates. And uh, the Air Force, according to the lawsuit filed, had allowed more than 3,000 medical and administrative exemptions, but only nine religious exemptions. So the military is offering exemptions, but as this says, 3,000 medical and administrative exemptions, but only nine religious exemptions. According to the lawsuit, the granting of more than 1,000 medical and administrative exemptions belies any assertion that vaccination is mission critical and that no exemptions can be granted. I thought that was a great point. You know, if the vaccines... Are making you usable as a military person, uh, then you shouldn't be offering any exemptions whatsoever. And so, this lawsuit from the Air Force officers are saying you're offering exemptions, thousands of them. So, why are you picking on people who have put forward an application for a religious exemption? And and it just goes to the further point that our religious liberty has been degraded in many sectors of our society. You know, yeah. basically uh, what they're saying in that instance is that, okay, if you have an administrative concern or a medical concern, we will allow exemptions in that context. But if your exemption is based solely on your freedom to exercise your religion, well, we have no regard for that, you know, and the granting of the exemptions in those other instances do undermine the notion that the injections are mission critical. You know, and the, the same is true in, in the naval context and in all of a military service members context that there there again, there is no covid exception to the First Amendment. And so the, uh, the ultimate question comes down to is whether whether or not we will continue to have a country that upholds the religious liberty of all Americans. And that's yeah. ultimately where it comes down to. As I have another, uh, I, I guess, practical question going forward here, and that is <clears throat> the, the covid vaccine shot mandates of course president biden's uh imposition on companies that have over 100 his mandate for companies that have over 100 employees was stricken down struck down struck down struck down, mm-hmm. struck down. see there you go that's why i don't need to be president right there <laughs> because you would have five of those an hour president of the united states president of the united states we yes. do need you as president of afa i can get away with that here yes huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i'm i'm just saying that uh, uh well i also don't have a script in front of me that's true i'm just i'm just going we got off, your back too. i'm just going off 58 years of, of learning <laughs> uh so so we have these um we we have these a lot of corporations self imposed, not 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 the government self imposed. Uh, get a shot if you're an employee of our company and so forth and so on. But we do have um, the we do have government employees and the government federal government I'm talking about and the uh, contractors. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten where that was left if they if they are required to get the COVID shot too. 
But what do we do in a situation where the pandemic's gone? What I'm saying is for these servicemen and women, for example, I know this is not the argument. The argument is we don't want to get this because of our religious convictions. But what are we going to do now if the pandemic is gone for good? And I hope we all hope and pray that it is. Are 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 we going to continue to push for people getting boosters every six months to be deemed um, fully vaxxed so that we can participate in society and not not kill everybody else? Uh, Like Biden said, you know, he said this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. He kept saying that up until, what, December? He said it was going to be a long winter of death for people who hadn't got the vaccine shot. Well, that wasn't true. Uh, so where do we where do we go fighting a pandemic that's that's no longer a threat? Well, I, I I have my opinion, but I'd like to hear what Abe has to say. What do you think, Abe? Well, I mean that that presents the issue. Do you do do you continue to respond as if there is the threat in a non-pandemic circumstance, as you did when the pandemic seemed to be a bit more imminent? Um, based on maybe a lack of understanding, full details, things of that nature. Um, I, I've said it before and I said it, I'll say it again. I don't think the responses have anything to do very much with the concern about health at all. It's actually an exercise in control, you know, and. But they could um, use I, that. You could use there. I mean, the COVID is real, so they could, they could have, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, Ed, Fred, but, and, uh, and a, but they could have used that, you know, as a legitimate reason i mean we got to fight covid to keep people from getting sick and going to the hospital and dying so therefore we must impose these restrictions on the american people but if the covid isn't a threat any longer who knows there may be a variant come along in a month from now two months from now we're talking about oh my word here we go again i don't know who knows so well i i here's my opinion i i think right now what the Primarily, primarily the left. I know there are conservatives who are, you know, supported, you know, vaccines. I, I don't. But in terms of politicians, it's mostly blue staters, big city. The left appears to be just pretending like it never happened. They're not. I don't. Right now, it doesn't look like they're going to be talking about boosters or any of those kind of things. You saw Nancy Pelosi drop the requirement that everyone in Congress wear masks for the state of the union, but they are keeping the masks for those of you, you know, people who might want to visit the, uh, the Capitol. However, if in the future, like next winter or next fall, if COVID comes back like the flu, then I think they will be all about getting vaccines and boosters. If you've had vaccines in the past, if it never comes back, I think they just pretend like it never happened and they just don't talk about it. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying a resurge of it right around, I don't know, November or October <laughs> in the fall? Yeah. That, right October. And right along, yeah. with, a, it would right have along to be, with a surge? Yeah. It would have to be a, an actual pandemic. It would actually have to be, in my opinion, it would have to be a, an actual resurgence of a of the pandemic. I don't think it would could just be just the flu. But I, I, I've... I'll agree with you, uh, Abe. I don't. I wouldn't put anything past the left. They might say, "Oh no, 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 no." Yeah, but we, flu shots are just recommended. They, people, the 
you know, the pharmacies and right. the doctors, they just recommend mm-hmm. the flu shot. You're not forced to get it or else you lose your job. Are they going to do that with COVID? Say no. I, I don't know. I guess it all depends on when it comes back and how it comes well, well, back. Yeah, that, that's what I think. But uh, go ahead. It's kind of interesting. This is breaking news from Yahoo News. <clears throat> the White House on Wednesday released a sweeping new 96-page plan on COVID. Uh, and ba- he, he kind of addressed this in a speech last night. Plan promises the ability to mass produce 1 billion doses of vaccine each year. 1 billion so that a new formula can be delivered within uh, 100 days. Uh, so it, it goes on, like I say, it's 96 pages. The White House notes in its plan, these efforts will require more money in addition to the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package Biden pushed through last year. That money has mostly either been spent or obligated through contracts. So I, I think, having, obviously I haven't read the 96 pages, but it looks like to me... Would you do that for us? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. We got Fred, a five-minute break. Five minutes. No, no. Well, yeah. just no, maybe by tomorrow. <laughs> give us a book report on that. Yes, you, you really you, do you, like my pain and suffering. Yeah, yeah you had so, to watch the State, State of the, of the Union, Union last night and read 96 pages. <laughs> hey, can, can I ask a – can, can we? are we done with this topic? Can I ask yeah, uh, go ahead. something else? Go ahead. Abe, let, let, me, let me ask you another question. Now, you don't know I'm going to ask this, so this is – you may not have an answer off the top of your head. But Lawyers make stuff up, so <laughs> he, can, he can do that too if he needs uh, to. Fred and I were talking during the break here before this segment. He said at the, the, he was forced by his job description to watch the State of the Union, entire State of the Union last night. He said he saw Joe Manchin, the senator, the Democratic senator, from West Virginia, sitting with Republicans last night, yeah, which I thought was mm. odd, unusual. Let me ask you this, Abe. And by the way, folks, folks, we're we're talking with Abraham Hamilton III, General Counsel, Public Policy Analyst for AFA, and also host of the Hamilton Corner Heard weekdays at 5 p.m. Central on AFR. So, Abe, let me ask you this. Let's say tomorrow, Joe Manchin said, "I'm flipping parties. I am now a Republican." Since the Senate is 50-50, that would make the Senate 51-49 Republican. Mm-hmm. Would, would we have to wait until the next election, or would the Senate have to immediately revert to Republican control in terms of President Biden's nominees for the Supreme Court or other federal courts? Do you know? Offhand, what would happen? You might have to research that, I understand. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have to do some research to confirm, but I, I think it would have to wait until the election because when the Congresses are sworn in, they're sworn in with the majorities at the time that they're sworn in. And so I don't think they would be able to, in midstream, uh, be able to switch, uh, for example, the makeups of the committees, the chairman of the various committees, the Senate Majority Leader versus Senate Minority Leader, I think that would have to happen at the midterms. However, what would ultimately occur, that no matter what happens at the committee level, if Manchin committed to vote with the Republicans, nothing that the Republicans wanted, nothing that was passed through this U.S. Senate would be able to be passed on the floor of the U.S. Senate without uh, Republican consent. So, you know, regardless of what happens with the committee makeups and the Majority Leader versus Minority Leader, it would literally just put an immediate halt to the entire uh, Biden administration's legislative agenda. Okay. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Brother A. Look forward to your show this afternoon. 
All right. Thank you. And I'll tune in for more uh, advice for how to manicure my lawn and maintain my tools. <laughs> hey, it's free. That's uh, right. For whatever whatever it's worth here. And I got more where that came from. But let the buyer beware. Okay. We make no guarantees. <laughs> Thanks, Abe. Appreciate it. All right. That, thank you. That was an interesting image last night. You had uh, Republican Senator Roger Wicker. Mississippi. Of Mississippi. And you had Joe Manchin, and then you had Mitt Romney, Republican senator from Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw that as they were taking their places before the president came into the chamber. I said, that looks odd. Do you know whether they sat together for the speech? Oh, yes. The oh, whole, wow. The whole speech. They sat together. And I thought, boy, is the, think, ke- is the chemistry so bad now I between think, Joe yeah. Manchin and the Democrat senators? I think Wicker and Romney are uh, Manchin's bodyguards. <laughs> I guess. Huh? Well, he probably needs some. Uh, if 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 he has moved uh, towards the Republicans, maybe flipping, the Democrats only have to blame themselves. They oh, yeah. there are members of the Democratic Party that have just verbally beaten that guy. Yes, because he wouldn't pass some of the. He wouldn't vote for some of well, the. Uh, and it took guts on his part. Yes. I'll, I mean, he had he had his party and the mainstream media just pounding him. Yes, and he did, and he stood strong. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we shall take a uh, break right here for for news. While and, Fred reads the ninety six pages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and by the way, Chris Woodward, our colleague, he sent me the uh, full text from the State of the Union speech last night. Yes, he okay. sent me as well. Yeah, and if he expects me to read that, <laughs> that's what you pay him you for, need to go right? Te- you need to go tell him, Fred, that, that I said there is there are two words here for him. Fat chance? Yes. Or, <laughs> fat chance, uh, slim and none, and, and Slim's already left the room, okay? I'll pass that along. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Slim's already left the room. All right, I'm see you. If, we'll be back in a few minutes. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.